Welcome back to Northbound and Brown. That is right. It is Battle of Ohio Part 2. PT 2. PT dot. PT dot. Number 2. 2. Yes. We are playing Cincinnati this week. Cincinnati. Yes. Cincy. Cincinnati. What is going on in Cincinnati? Have you noticed that the Battle of Ohio has. It's never been like a good battle. It's always. The, the, with the past two years, well, two and a half years now. The Browns have been the dominant ones, but like all the other times, it was the Bengals were the more dominant. It's never yes. been like a, it's never been um, an evenly matched thing. It's always been the one side is like so much better than the other. Yeah, there's never been like a, like you're not seeing a split bet very often. Yeah, it's either one way or the other with that. I mean, like to be, and it's it's funny because Marvin Lewis, who was a huge part, has been with, was with the Bengals forever. I don't I don't think he had any playoff wins. They, they made it to the playoffs like two or three times, I think. Wow. No playoff wins. And, like, his entire, like, career as the Bengals have good. And um, it started off with Carson Palmer, mm-hmm. Chad Ochocinco. That was, that was, like, the tandem. Chad Ochocinco. That was the, that was, that was the, yeah, the, the tandem that haunted us for a while. Yeah, I do remember that. Well, I was looking just for the research into this podcast, looking back at their record over the past 10 years and seeing that they went 12 and 4 in 2015 mm-hmm. and then dropped to 6, 9, and 1 in 2016. Like, yeah, that was definitely the there. decline. Yeah, I mean, because since then they have just not really been able to. I don't know if it did. I think it just went straight from the Carson Palmer era into the Andy Dalton era. I think so. Just, just kind of went that way, which is crazy yeah. that, you, that Andy Dalton led a, a 12 and 4 Bengals team. That doesn't sound like it's real, but somehow that's reality at this point. Yeah. But hey, let's get into it. We have some good stuff on deck. And also, we might be um, turning into a full-on football, not podcast, YouTube channel. Conglomerate. We will have podcasts, we'll have YouTube videos, website with all of Allie's articles. Growing the brand. Yeah. So So we won't, we we might not be northbound in Browns because we want to have a more broad range of um, Mm -hmm. sports topics and not just Browns. So, yeah. But that news, all forthcoming, all all within a couple of weeks. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. We will keep you guys abreast of the situation. That's right. I do love the word abreast. (laughs) But all right, overall thoughts. This may be Cincinnati, but we have no business taking them lightly. They are 1 4 and 1 presently, but that doesn't appear, you know, impressive mm-hmm. right off the bat. But when you take a look, closer look at the games, they're a little bit reminiscent of like the old Browns, where they're losing, yes, but they're losing close. They're yeah. almost winning. So, like, um, week one against the Chargers, okay, all of this that I'm saying is counting out the Ravens game because obviously everyone's going to get their ass handed to them by the Ravens. Yeah. But, like, um, they've only fallen short eight points at the most if you're not counting the Ravens game and typically more like five points or mm-hmm. three. So, I mean, for them to tie the Eagles and, you know, really come close with the Colts, all those things, it's just... Uh, yeah, it's scary because you're afraid. We're, I think our biggest fear as Browns fans right now is them breaking that mold to becoming a good team mm-hmm. and just praying that it doesn't happen against us this week. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's literally the, the best case scenario for the Bengals. You have a hurt Nick Chubb you have Baker Mayfield, who having looks, a bit of an identity. Yeah, having crisis. a bit of an yeah, exactly. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, having a bit of an identity crisis, and it, it's just so hard. It's just it's just a typical Brown situation where yeah. they're going up against a team that is now scraping the uh, scraping the surface 
mm-hmm. um, as far as it goes from becoming transitioning from a very bad team to a good team. So we'll have to see. But so Allie has some interesting things about the Bengals. I do because when you look at on paper these players, it's hard to see how we could beat the Bengals, which sounds ridiculous. Um, they could arguably be a better team, and without some real work to right the ship here in Cleveland, and you know if they put in the work down there, they could be well on their way to overtaking us within the next three to five years. Like I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you look at their running back, that, that Joe Mixon, chalking up already 428 yards and three touchdowns, except, you know, despite injury. Mm-hmm. Well, our current rushing leader, Kareem Hunt, you know. He's got 387 for three touchdowns also. So it's like we're very closely matched. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's counting out Nick Chubb, who had already had 300-something yeah. by the time he had gotten hurt. It sounds weird suddenly. Okay, there we go. Um, let's see. Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Boyd, 416 receiving yards. He's their star, you know, receiver at this point, kind of like Odell is for us, which is mm-hmm. dumb. Odell does lead us. He's got so many fewer yards but more touchdowns mm-hmm. so like it goes back and forth everything i looked at and every down like down every little avenue could be different um so like our respective rankings as reported by nfl.com are actually fairly fascinating because the browns offense is ranked 12th in the league while cincinnati's is 17th our um defense i have offense written twice but it's gonna be defense 23rd our, theirs is 27th mm-hmm. um unfortunately our passing is ranked 26th in the league which is terrible and cincinnati's is I mean, up in the top 15. Mm-hmm. So that is rough, especially, like you said, with a vulnerable Browns team as we have it. Oh, but yeah. overall, we are ranked slightly higher in the league than Cincinnati 24th versus their 28th. All of that, though, numbers, it, it comes into play very little, I think. Because mm-hmm. when you look at, George and I were talking about this earlier, the coaching situation. So right now, what I think we've got is a Cleveland Browns team. Stefanski comes in, his first year as his head coach, you know, and mm. he's got a quarterback that the city is just about had enough of. Yeah. Well, in Cincinnati, you have the complete opposite, where you've got a quarterback that comes in and a coach that the city has had just about enough it's of. The, it's the dark mirror of the Browns right now. <laughs> it really is. It's just a... Uh... Quarterback with hope and a head coach exiting. It's, the much, it's much like the Baker-Hugh Jackson situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I was talking to Allie earlier about how funny it is that at first... Baker had to be saved from the Browns, Mm -hmm. and I remember a Mike Greenberg tweet um, that said, if I'm Baker Mayfield's agent, this is 2018, mind you, (laughs) if I'm Baker Mayfield's agent, I'm calling and demanding a trade, because that kid's got some magic, quote unquote, Mike Mm -hmm. Greenberg. And now, it's more, the Browns have to save themselves from Baker, is like the headline now. And... I don't know. It's just so weird how that completely went inside out. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know where we got to that point. I don't know if the 2019 season got to Baker that much. I think so. Or if there was red flags all along and we just chose not to see them. Rose glasses on because we've been losing for so long. Honestly, I feel like that might have something to do with it. But we, we still have to keep going back and remembering that. Colts had a great defense. Mm-hmm. Steelers had a great defense. And I know Baker's what it was it's three he's three touchdowns, four interceptions in the last two games. Which is tough, which is not ideal. Um, but I told like I, I like I said to Allie, I gave I gave my checklist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's not just my checklist. That's like that's what Kevin Stefanski's looking at. That's what Andrew Barry's looking at. Mm-hmm. And 
honestly, if he doesn't check off all those boxes, do we see Case Keenum against Oakland? Because I'm, I'm thinking if you're Kevin Stefanski and you already have, you're already partial to your guy, Case Keenum, who, by the way, I read had his best season in his career under Stefanski mm-hmm. with uh, Minnesota. But Part of the Minneapolis miracle. Exactly. If you're looking at, at somebody like Baker and you're Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, it's whether or not you can grow him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he doesn't have to be instantaneously great, but there needs to be visible potential to your, your head coach and your head office. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I, just, I think, well, the other thing is, is Case Keenum isn't our answer at quarterback. Right. And that's the reason why I feel like a lot of me in particular. Really? George, last week this time, the Case Keenum era has begun <laughs> on Twitter. Because, I, I mean, me especially. Um, it's so hard to um, want to let go of a, a former first, first, not just first round pick, first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Not just to give that up, but to give up the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Where multiple quarter, I mean, look at the last year's draft: Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, which those guys look like the potential new quarterback stars of the league. I mean, the year before, I don't know. I kind of give a pass because the only one that really stands out to me is Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Um, I could completely be forgetting someone. Am I forgetting someone? Daniel Jones, but I mean, he had yeah, I had a lot less quarterback talent in that draft. But um, that's that's another good topic of discussion I've heard amongst uh, among us among us <laughs> yeah um, is the Daniel Jones debate at this point is is he bad or are the Giants bad because it's kind of a situation where the Darnold situation too. it is hard to tell and why does that come up so often these days yeah it's like Maybe people go all in on one dude and try to build a team around it, and that doesn't work. So then it's like, oh, well, now we have a decent team, but this guy is washed mm-hmm. up or whatever. So I don't know. I'm just afraid that if we're not able to make it work with somebody at some point, yeah, that um, that mentality is never going to change. Yeah. Like, this let's is be just honest. another quarterback in a long, 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 long list of failed quarterbacks over the past 20 years. Yeah. So I'm just I'm afraid of falling back into that. I really am. Well, if you look at the quarterback talent this year, I could be completely wrong, so don't quote me. Um, um, when it comes to quarterback talent in this next draft, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is um, the extent of it to me. I don't see Justin Fields from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the Ohio State project in Washington, that's not working out too right. well with Dwayne Haskins. And a lot of people have talked about how the Ohio State quarterback has not been successful in the league in a very long time. Um so, honestly, I mean, Justin Fields, um, Trey Lance, and Trevor Lawrence are the three names, the three quarterback names you're going to be hearing the most yeah. um, in next year's draft. And you have to give up a king's ransom to give yeah. Trevor Lawrence to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. You have to give multiple first round picks and a star player or two. That's going to be interesting to see who's going to sell that much. If it's going to be us, which yeah. it, you know it could be, or if you're going to be, you know, maybe one of the New York teams goes for it, right? Which you know they could. Have- it. Right. I mean, because honestly, if I'm New York in that situation, I don't think a new quarterback is gonna is going to um, play too but too much of a difference. I mean, I, I know Trevor Lawrence is great, but that team has ten times more problems than just the quarterback position. That's true. And so, yeah, if I if I was New York, I would definitely trade it for multiple first round picks and some talent Definitely. to surround Darnold with, and obviously fire Adam Gase. 
So I think the reason why he's, <laughs> I can't believe that has not been the thing. I think the reason why he's still around is because they the Texans fired Bill O'Brien, and that's what everyone says. Like when you fire a head coach, you're you're potentially trying to hurry up and get first in line for who you want. And the Jets lost that, so I feel like that's why they're sticking with Gase longer. Right. Um, but uh, which um, a coach to look out for? The offensive coordinator for Kansas City. That might be the next head coach of either the Texans oh. or um, I forget what the other team that just fired their head coach. What other team fired their head coach or has a coach on the hot seat? Oh shit! Well, I know Bengals will do. Well, yeah, I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach Taylor is uh, is definitely he, he's definitely he's I on the say, chopping block. Yeah. He can't turn it around. He's I would I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat just yet, but he's not. I would he's not a um an unfireable. He's very much uh could be a could be someone that's definitely um on the list of names to get rid of. I think um I think if he doesn't if this is not his year, I think he's gone. Just from uh, what we're probably going to going to try to get to here at the end about mentality and things like that <laughs> how this dude has zero control over his locker room just oh yeah put it that way um, which bodes well in our favor it does <laughs> if we're gonna win this game it's gonna be it's more stefanski and taylor going oh yeah than anybody on the field so which i think that's the thing that we find more comfort in mm-hmm. is the fact that we have a competent more competent head coach and we've never had a situation where our coach is out coaching other coaches. We ne- we've never had the the gurus like Kevin Stefanski, mm-hmm. who I feel like is going to be the next Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, the coaching decisions is going to be a big thing in this. Yeah. Um. And Bengals might be be without Joe Mixon. Right. So. Because um, as of yesterday, there was still no news on whether or not he could rejoin after that foot injury that he got last week. Um. You know, something to look for. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. Because uh, I think that really takes the wind out of your sails when you have like one dude. That yeah. You can really count on. Honestly. Oh, by the way, like um, when we lost Nick Chubb. Yeah. So yeah, it could it could be rough. Which I can't say is a is a total um, excuse, but I mean he still was our best player, even though we have Kareem. He's still the obvious right. better player Obviously. in the running back position. So, Kareem can start anywhere, but. It's, it, Nick Chubb's a top five back, so there's a big difference. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, overall, I still think the Browns are going to win this one just because I think Stefanski is far and away better at branding that, that 1-0 mentality into the brains of the collective like Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. A new season every week. So while we're prone to seeing outbursts of frustration like we saw last week with Odell taking off his shoes and yelling at the Steelers crowd, like, that's ugly, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're going to carry that into this yeah, week. I don't think so either. Um, you know, there's a very, like, cleansing, recentering mental discipline that I feel like we're seeing with Stefanski, which is really going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you look at it with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has not popped off to the media, essentially, at all this year. Mm-hmm. You see Kareem Hunt has not been in trouble, which is nice, because mm-hmm. it was looking there in the offseason like he might be oh, yeah. in trouble. He's lucky he's not in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, Odell, he was actually attending the offseason practices and drills that he blew off last year because mm-hmm. he could get away with it from Freddie and all those things. So Stefanski has this locker room at hand. Taylor doesn't. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's where we're going to win this game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't feel good about it, but I feel better Honestly, about the it coaching than... is the only, um, as of right now, the only, well, I guess if Mixon doesn't play, I would say we definitely have a better running game. But mm-hmm. the only thing that we definitely are, what's the word? What's the word? Um, I don't want to just say better than. Superior. Superior. Yeah. yeah. 
superior in the departments of, you know, looking at the quarterback because <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Joe Burrow looks much better than Baker. It's true. I mm. hate to say it. I really do. But, um, but yeah, I, if you get out coached, it doesn't matter about the talent. Mm-hmm. So, That's I mean, true. it's funny that we talk about talent when we have such a stacked offense like we do. And we're like, oh, well, you know, you know, we're getting – I think it also stems from injury with Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Jarvis is um, – was it, broken rib? It's some sort Maybe? of yeah, something like that. Something he's been playing through an injury. Oh hip. Yeah. Hip. Um. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough go when you lose guys like that, especially when Wyatt Teller was just coming into his own. Yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I, I'm sad that we don't. We're not. You know, people are still not back to up to 100. percent We're not going to have everybody that I really like to have. I really feel like Wyatt Teller is a very obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, blank space in the uh, on the field. So getting him back is gonna be something. Oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like we're still gonna beat him. I think it's gonna be double digits this time because we're gonna be, you know, more than ever needing to win. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because if mean, you lose to Cincinnati after you're coming off a loss like that to the Steelers, mm-hmm. I don't know how quickly we'll bounce back. Yet. Oh, that's three. That's three division losses yeah. already so, in the year. Definitely got to win this one. Got to yeah. do it. This is a must win. <laughs> I think we say that almost every week, but you know yeah. Honestly, well, the Steelers game definitely wasn't a must win. We kind of went in thinking that was going to be a loss in yeah. the first place. Um, Did I think it was going to be that bad? No. Yeah. It would have been an added bonus on the season. But, I mean, the, the fact that we still have the chance, the opportunity to go into the bye week six and six and two, mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to face a tough Raiders team the week following. Mm-hmm. Um but you know what? I'll take it. I'm about to say if you if you uh, if you beat the Bengals, you might. I, I feel like the confidence is continuing to flow, and I feel like our, our losses are in part to the what's that? The mental block mm-hmm. we have against the Steelers and Ravens. Yeah. So, which you know that's going to take time to overcome. But we talked all about that last week for sure. Because, yeah. Yikes! That was. Ugly. Oh yeah. But you know what? Last time we got blown out, we went on a four-game winning streak. I think exactly. We can do it again. Exactly. We can do it again. I mean, as soon as we get back from the bye week, there's Jacksonville, mm-hmm. there's Philadelphia, there's the, both New York teams. So, I feel pretty confident. If you, if, we, I, if you, you, you have to at least go eight and eight, like Ali said, you have to. Yeah, I feel like if you go eight teams. and eight, you can hold on to Baker another year. And I, if you go eight and eight this year, there's no reason you can't go, you know, ten or eleven yeah. this year. So. I feel like, but if if we fall short again, like we did last year and the year before. <coughs> uh, Baker's got to go. You trade Odell because obviously that's just not going to work out. Problem is, if you if you lose Odell, do you also lose Landry? I feel like they're not. bodies, man. They're I feel like bodies. not because Landry was here before a year before Odell, and he's more of a team guy. I don't. I I feel like he understands that Odell is a bigger name than him. Yes, and uh, so we'll see. Man, is he a drama queen? I love him. Yeah. <laughs> So we will see. Allie got some more stuff for me. I kind of do. Nothing Brown specific. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield has been the uh, center of attention on Twitter lately with a lot of people saying a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So if you're following along there, you'll know kind of how we feel. Um, speaking of drama queens, Odell Beckham Jr. had an interesting quote about COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, quote, I don't think COVID can get into me. I don't think it's going to enter this body. I don't want no parts of it. It don't want no parts of me. It's a mutual respect. He's built different. He's, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. 
I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'll get behind that. Why not? Sure. <laughs> so, um, at this point, I'll take it. He's gonna be back and hopefully a little chill after last week's little little outburst demonstration. But you know what? Other than that, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's it for me for a preview episode. That's, I don't have anything else. But uh, like I said, if, now if I had gone into all that I wrote about these two coaches and their their vast differences, we'd be here all night. But I mean, honestly, do you want to? I talk about the very interesting um, relation that Zach Taylor has. Yeah, so it turns out Zach Taylor is actually the son-in-law of famed Packers head coach and one-time GM Mike Sherman. Now, he was once seen as a genius and this brilliant coaching mind who can transform and develop young quarterbacks into winning machines. Um, one of his charges, actually, was then-Dolphin QB Ryan Tannehill, who is right now undefeated in the Titans. Mm-hmm. So everything seemed to be going great, and I don't know what happened there if that was just... I don't want to say dumb luck, but you know what I mean? Things that were maybe a way was made for him a little bit. Well, I don't think Stefanski had any kind of uh, leg up like that. I mean, he made his, he made his name in Minnesota and he stayed there and worked his way up. So he really did. Mm -hmm. Now, cincyjungle.com, a Cincinnati based Bengals website and community published an article just yesterday, actually about Taylor and asked the big question, is he in over his head? And I think the general consensus out there is yes. He has lost the respect of his players really with, questionable which is play crazy calling. yeah it's just um they're struggling out there and in late days his frustration um frustration with the the coaching and all of that has come out and uh, players being pretty vocal about it actually mm-hmm. so the floodgates have kind of broken a little bit and i think we're seeing the the lack of respect there that we had with freddie kitchens when you know odell or landry would yell at him on the sideline mm-hmm. it's just a bad look and you clearly don't have don't have things in hand yeah so it's, uh, I mean, hey, if Zach Taylor needs a place to be an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. can we bring Joe Burrow over? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, it's it's definitely fascinating that somebody who, you know, came from a pretty impressive coaching and uh, specifically quarterback court coaching mm-hmm. pedigree. Um, you know, well, it seemed like a good fit. A team at 1-4-1. One, one. Yeah, I swear. It's like, it seemed, it, it was like pre predestined that Zach Taylor was going to inherit Joe Burrow because of the he's a he's a good quarterback coach mm-hmm. and guys from Avon Lake right yeah Joe Burrow and um is it Avon Lake is that what it's in Cleveland or somewhere around there yeah um yeah uh and uh it just seemed like a perfect fit mm-hmm. I mean he looks really good but I just just picture him on the Chargers I think that's the biggest thing it would be ridiculous. I mean, Justin Herbert is playing really well. I just, I don't think you can throw the young, fresh-faced, you know, first overall pick and Heisman winner at a team and hope that it fixes it. Yeah. And I think that's what we do with Baker Mayfield, and I think that's what they're doing with this in Cincinnati. It's just, yeah. you're going to need more than that, especially yeah. when you have a coach that's certainly in over his head, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Anything else with that? No, that's it for me. I, uh... I don't know. I'm a big fan of Stefanski and what's happening here. That's it. I think that's the one constant. Everyone's feeling like we're moving in the right direction. It's just a little bit slower than we want to have it happen. Yeah, I think that's. I think when you get the right coach, a lot of the other things don't really matter. And the fact that we can be successful for a little while without a quarterback, a a number one quarterback, is definitely better than we've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. The fact that, and the fact that the job's attractive now. Being a Browns quarterback is attractive now, which is hilarious in my opinion. Who saw that coming? Yeah, exactly. But hey, you know what? If somebody tell you what, I think part of the allure here, especially like with Baker Mayfield, is you have a city. They saw what LeBron did when he won, you 
know, since 2016. Yeah. We brought that win back here. But we're a football city, mm -hmm. so the dude to bring a football championship yeah, a here... Super Bowl is going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah, they're, I, that, that's it. You're yeah. set. You've done it. So I, I feel like that's there's an allure there. And Man, if Stefanski oh, yeah. and Baker are the ones to do it, I will be so happy. Yeah, me too. I feel like Stefanski might be that guy, but Baker's still the big question mark. So, hey... We'll talk to you after the game then. Yes, God willing. Maybe we'll after the game. We victory, don't know. Uh, victory Monday or if, something like that. If it's that. a victory, we'll be talking after the game. But <laughs> if it's a loss, then you're going to have to give us we'll a see fucking day or Tuesday two. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> also, we will uh, we'll continue to get some stuff in the works on our new thing. We'll give you guys some, some updates. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our little uh, Cincinnati Battle of Ohio Part 2 breakdown preview. preview. See you guys real soon. Later.